Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. You can email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. We have a couple lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. And I spoke to John off-air. I didn't want to have this sound like a big commercial when it came to backup. But there is a big difference between um, certain backup systems. And uh, file-level backup is one thing. You know, Image-based backup and the ability to actually get restored should you have a disaster is another. It's kind of like insurance, you know. If you insure your home and, and don't realize it's not fully insured for replacement value, it's re- insured for something else, you might find out the hard way after the fire comes through that you can only build a 30 for your home with whatever your insurance uh, uh, carrier coverage is. So same thing with backup. And, and I explained the difference to John that um, these file-level backups and these SLAs, service-level agreements, uh, that you deal with with the, these cheaper companies like Carbonite or or a crash plan, uh, they may not even be server aware or application aware or database aware or exchange aware. And when you do need to recover your system, it may not be what you thought it was, and it may take days and days for that download to occur. So once you stick it up in the cloud, you better know how fast you can get it off the cloud should you have that disaster. And it's a real bad day on top of your disaster to find out it's going to take a week. And then what do you want for five hundred bucks a year? You know that's uh. And does that mean that you can't do business for a week? Right. Well, you can do business the hard way with paper, paper and pencil, as your as your data comes down drip, drip, drip from the cloud. Yeah, but if you don't have your clients' data, that's going to be awfully hard. <laughs> exactly. So please understand the difference. Um, if you have a IT provider now of some kind, ask them to show you the uh, system and how it recovers, how long it will take. Uh, that is an important factor in your disaster recovery is actually seeing um, a disaster recovery test, you know, knowing so you have an idea uh, of the process of going through uh, the recovery of your of your systems, how long that really actually took. And technically, it's different for every business or every company. Um, you know, you could have a, we could have clients that have eight, ten different virtual servers. Uh, then we could have a customer with just one server, and obviously. It'll take longer for the client with 11 servers versus the one with one. And uh, you should really kind of make sure you know how long it's going to take. And thankfully, disasters are fairly rare. In my 27 years, knock on whatever, we did have one client with a fire. And they, believe it or not, called me here on a Saturday morning because <laughs> the fire happened um, that that Saturday. And uh, the uh, servers literally were melted and had about two inches of water inside them because the fire was just a, a, a few feet away from the server room. And after we dried out the servers, they powered up. <laughs> that 
that's not something we market. Um, but both of them powered up, and uh, we were able to get uh, the data up to the last minute, believe it or not, off of our servers. And we build our servers. We're Intel Gold. Um, we build our systems and, and warranty them for three years. So it was an interesting time. But in my 27 years, thankfully, knock on whatever, that was the only disaster. Let's go on to uh, Joe in uh, Litchfield next. Joe, what's up? Hi. Uh, hi. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, uh, we watch your show or listen to your show, rather, all the time. And Great. Thanks. Enjoy it very much. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we're not being charged for the uh, cable uh, company's model uh, modem, and we... We want to put our own in, obviously, because we're not going to be paying for uh, this fee, you know, in, indefinitely. Oh, you are being charged. And we just started, yeah, but my wife just noticed, uh, whoa, there's a charge here for a modem. I think mm. that's relatively new. Um, How much is it? Uh, I think it's like $5 a month. Mm-hmm. So it adds up, right? Oh, yeah, well, everything does. <laughs> so as it is, it's a, it's a $200 bill. And I know about cutting the cord, but we I, I watch a number of sports, different sports, and I mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if I can get that, you know, by cutting the cord. Uh, and I'm kind of a baby on that. That's okay. Uh, but, but then, that's up now, anyway. But we we also use Roku, and we have mm-hmm. Netflix, and we have the the uh, and the, the uh, another uh, stick here. So we uh, you know we have a lot available. Yeah. But we're still um, you know, paying for that modem. We are. So, is there any? Um, are there any different qualities of modems, or what would I recommend? It, the, the one I just looked at, the one we have, it's, it's Aris. 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 Right. Yeah. And uh, is there? Um, what would I replace it with? So the way you look at it, and this is what we recommend to most people, is to first look at your carrier. Is it Comcast, Cox, Spectrum, whatever it might be? Optimum. Yeah. Optimum. Okay. Yeah. And so you have to go on their site and look for compatible modems, or wow. or within your within your uh, town there. You said you're in the up in Litchfield area. Uh-huh. I could pretty much guarantee you that within a, your local Staples or within your Best Buy up there, they will uh-huh. actually have um, a, a shelf with these modems on them, and it'll say, you know, Optimum. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, it should. I've seen it in my town in Southington where they actually show Cox and Comcast and. These are just compatible modems for these different carriers that are within the uh, boundaries of oh, the town. Okay. So you can't, just pick, you can't just pick anyone up then. You can't just pick anyone up. You have to pick one up that really is supported by Optimum. Um, okay. And, but then once you put it in there, replace theirs, give theirs back, uh, you'll now have your own modem. The other other piece, though, is do you have your own firewall, Joe? Um, yeah, I believe we do. I okay. hope so. Yeah. So after the uh, after the modem, it would be plugged into something called a firewall, a wireless firewall, or it's a, another yeah. device that's not from yeah. the cable company. Right. Yeah. We, no, we do have this. Uh, it's. Uh, I'm presuming this is it. It's uh, Netgear. Okay, you get a Netgear firewall. Great. Yeah. So that's your own firewall. Uh, the modem that you're going to go purchase is now going to go in between the cable line and that firewall. Okay. And you might need some help from Optimum. Because now you have to tell them the MAC address of your new modem. Oh, really? Yeah, that's no big deal. You're just going to call okay. them up and say, hey, Optum, I got a new modem. Here's my MAC address. I'm going to send back yours, and you can stop charging me. Okay, great. They'll tell you where to drop it off. Right. you got to get a receipt yeah. for it so that they yeah, take right. it off your bill. And then they'll okay. figure out some way to charge that 5 bucks to you somewhere else. Uh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
won't, won't last long, but it'll be enjoyable for a while. Exactly. But at least you control your own uh, system there, and there's less uh, monthly cost for at least the hardware. Right. So. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate, I appreciate your help very much. Our pleasure, Joe. Good luck. All right. Take care. Bye yeah, now. Bye-bye. Uh, very common thing. You will save a lot of money by t- by t- getting rid of the cable company hardware um, from those those even those little digital tuners that they charge you a couple bucks for. If you've got a few TVs in your house, that adds up to six eight bucks a month just to tune in cable. It's ridiculous. Um, well, five bucks a month is sixty dollars a year. Right. For ten years, that's six hundred bucks. Death by a thousand cuts. Um, Gets a little ridiculous. We have three lines plus open for you. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. I know it's a beautiful day out there. <laughs> it's like you guys must have good good uh, uh, computers these days. They must not give you any trouble at all. So it's hey, been a quiet day for our us. Our job is done. We're finished. We, we are finished. punch out and go home. We can start talking about <laughs> our kids. I do want to bring up uh, something that I never have had a chance to talk about. Um, DJI. Have you heard about this, Bob? DJI is one of the biggest drone manufacturers out there. And uh, you can now hack it because the the folks at DJI left a development debug code built in into its application. And we've already seen here in Connecticut folks, you know, hacking and modifying drones to fire things and shoot things and do all sorts of bad things. Well, these drones have kind of governors on them that limit how high they can fly, how fast they can fly. Uh, within certain countries or in certain areas. And you can actually hack them to go above and beyond what's legal. And I'll put this link up here for you because I'm sure there's a lot of DJI drone owners out there. Not that I'm advocating hacking, um, but uh, it just shows goes to show you that security in these systems is still not good. If you can just hack your drone and let it go you know, 50 miles an hour. Well, it's not really hacking. It's customization. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you customize your drone. I'll put a link up there for you. The mm. lines are all getting filled up, so that's great. I knew you guys had issues. I mean, again, if today is the day when all the computer problems are solved, hey, well, Bob and I will have a shot of whiskey and call it a day. But uh, until that day occurs, we're here for you. Gail, Paul, and Carm, hang on. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock, helping you out with your computer problems, questions, and concerns. Lines are still all jammed up. I knew it. I knew it. I knew you had issues. <laughs> I knew I had a reason to breathe out here and come into the station. Let's see if we can help you out. We're going to go right to Carm in Southington next. Hey, Carm, you give me a reason. You give me purpose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you you know about Microsoft, right? <laughs> we know about Microsoft. That's all. Yes. Yeah, what's going on? Okay. Um, I called... I was having a uh, all my junk mail coming back. Oh boy! And um, I had I wanted to fi- uh, have them fix that problem. Yeah. Uh, for my uh, office. Yeah. Uh, micro- uh, well, excuse me. Um, uh, it was three sixty five. Office three sixty five. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, this was getting so bad. I had three hundred and fifty emails um, that I had to go through to, you know, get my uh, good messages, mm-hmm. my the ones I needed. Yeah. And um, so 
the Microsoft Tech. This this was Microsoft Direct. I have the, yeah. uh, not Direct, uh, the Microsoft company. Yeah. Okay. And I have their number, so I know it's them. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the technician comes on, and he said, well, this is the upper-level technician. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I, no, wait a minute, lower level. Then they switch me to an upper level. Yeah. Um, he, he says, well, I think I, I, uh, I know what's wrong. So he goes in there, he starts looking at all the, uh, how, my server, how I'm getting my mail. Mm-hmm. So he, without asking me, yep. because the upper-level technicians ask you if they can do it, yep. he switched from POP um, to IMAP. IMAP. Uh-huh, for 365? Yeah. Yeah. And, and then he, that's immediately emptied all my folders, all my my inbox, yep. my everything I had in my folders yep. um, it totally disappeared. Yep. What did he say? Sorry? Yeah. And that's it, right? That's it. That's it. That's 365. That's the cloud for you. I com- that's, I, this, is, I this is the future if, you, if people keep using these services. Oh, God. And they couldn't get it back for you, right, Carm? They couldn't get it back for me. So the the idea of the cloud is people have this weird thinking that the cloud is backed up and protected better. I thought. Than, I know. Well, I'm sure you did. And they actually gave you the impression that it is as well, but it is not. We have a tool that we actually sell to our customers at about 4 to $5 per mailbox per month to back up people's email. Because Micro- Yeah, because Microsoft 365 does not back up your email they only offer 30 days of protection. Neither does Carbonite. I agree. <laughs> I went to Carbonite. Yeah. I asked them to uh, download the uh, files for the that day. Yeah, and they couldn't. And he said, well, we don't back up IMAP. No. Nope. We back up, uh, oh, we don't back up POP. Right. Yeah. And, Sorry, Carl. You know, your POP server. Yeah. So it's it's totally gone. Yeah, well, go ahead. So Bob. I, 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 would, I wanted to warn other people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, stay away from three sixty five. That's really the warning here, and I've got another story I want to bring up too for uh, well, for folks about three sixty five. What can I use? I mean, I need. I've been using Outlook for you know ever well, since it uh, came out twenty years ma- ago. But you only you're renting three sixty five Outlook, right? You're paying for that monthly. No, I pay, I pay once annually. A year. Annually, yeah. so you don't have to do it that way. You could just buy the Outlook software and, and have it come down to your machine locally. Once you've downloaded the mach- the mail locally to your Outlook local, you then can back it up. Well, just just uh, and this may not be the case, but there is a possibility when he switched you from Pop to IMAP mm-hmm. that it might have been coming down to a PST. So what I would do is. I would run a search on your hard drive from uh, Explorer, Windows Explorer, mm-hmm. of uh, star.pst. Star? Star.pst. Do that in a search on the C drive. How do I do that with Windows 10? Well, oh, you, well, just go to my C drive. Yeah, well, it says type here to search, in the bottom left-hand corner is where you would type. Yeah. Or you can open up a, a command just prompt. Just click on the uh, computer and open up a Windows, you know, Explorer window. Right. And it's file explorer, call it what you want. But the point is, there's a search up in the upper right-hand corner, mm-hmm. and just put in uh, star.pst. 
see if there's a PST file on your computer. If there is, you can go to Outlook and you can click Open Outlook Data File. There's a, It's going to be somewhere depending on the version. <laughs> but I would think they would have told you this, Carm, yeah, after they yeah, booted. The, um, um, what do you call it, the Technician? third level. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm sure they must have done this. You'd think, yeah. you'd think, but uh, maybe, not. It, maybe not. Maybe Bob's got a, a final shot for you here. I'm, I'm going to probably pretty much tell you it's gone. And uh, their backup, obviously, they told you, hey, sorry, Carm, we don't have your data backed up, correct? Yeah. Yeah. They said they, uh, they just don't back up. Nope. Uh, well, and and I, I said to myself, well, why am I paying for this? I agree. That's what I ask every client that even has 365. Why are you paying for this? Uh, because if they had their own exchange server locally, it would save a ton of money versus renting mail through these guys every month. It makes no sense to me whatsoever financially or for security. We call it getting Hillaryed uh, because now your mail is gone and there was no backup. So <laughs> what are you going to do, Carm? I'm sorry it happened to you. I'm going to bring up another 365 story after this uh, so I can uh, continue this discussion for folks. But the, okay, the, but now you said you have a service? There's a service that we could we would plug into our business clients if they insisted on using 365 where they would pay a monthly cost on top of their monthly cost to back up their 365 data if they still wanted to use it. In your case, you, you wouldn't be really able to use it because you're too small. Yeah, my business is really small. Um, yeah, we want you to have uh, a, a different solution there, Carmen, where you bring it down locally. We've got to go to a break here, okay? Try to find the PST. Maybe you get lucky. All right. All Thank right. You. You're welcome. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. We'll get a little more stories on 365. Gail and Paul, hang on. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock, and then Dr. Leslie will be in with Healthy Rounds, giving you a second opinion on your health advice. A little more discussion on that 365 call where Microsoft blew away 300 emails and didn't have a backup of her email. So basically, 365 really only offers about 30 days of backup of your email. So if, if anybody deletes mail after 30 days, you can't recover it unless you pay for services to back up your email. So yes, you have to pay companies like us to back up your Cloud 365 in case you have somebody rogue who decides to delete emails um, in your in their 365 account um, that you might need as a business. And please check this because people assume because it's in the cloud, it's all backed up and protected. It is not, as she just found out, as poor Carm just found out. I also met a customer, uh, this a uh, potential customer this this week, who called us in because their, three, their 365 kept um, freezing and, and disconnecting from the service. And this poor company, uh, nonprofit and West Hartford, had already paid for new routers because the connectivity between 365 is a problem, right? They can't, they can't seem to stay connected. They took off their machines and put them from wireless to wired. This is all before they called us. And they still had the problem with 365 not connecting. And then I asked them this question. Why are you using 365? Stop using it. So because they're a nonprofit, I gave them the information about techsoup.org. 
TechSoup.org will get, get you all the office suite for almost nothing. So instead of renting, which they were renting 365, which you can get through TechSoup as well for free, but they were renting 365. We now hopefully are going to have them purchase the office suite once and disconnect from 365. They don't need to use 365. You don't need to, to sign into Microsoft to say, hey, Microsoft, I want to use Word. You just use Word. Yeah. And um, believe it or not, that should solve their issue because they have some sort of connectivity issue between them and the cloud. Why use the cloud? You don't need to. You don't have to check in with the boys at Microsoft when you want to send an email. Yeah, but I got to have my cell phone go on 24-7 every second of the day. If my cell phone's not working and I can't text and email and what's it going, well, I feel lost. Yeah, but what are you saying? <laughs> what, do you, what, what do you mean, Bob? I'm being facetious. Uh, okay, I'm just saying, yeah, because they don't need to do that with 365. They can just work locally, and uh, that's what I'd recommend. And we have uh, had another client who had a location in uh, Tennessee whose 365 went wonky on them. We didn't recommend it. They went and did that on their own. And uh, four or five of their accounts were down for a week. Microsoft couldn't do anything about it any faster. These accounts were unable to be utilized and screwed up for about a week. And uh, again, if they had an exchange server, they could have been dealt with and corrected instantly. But because they were dealing with 365, they had to wait for Microsoft to fix it. So not my not my favorite thing. It makes no sense to me at all as to why you would do it, why you would want to rent mail for the rest of your life. It makes no sense to me, but people are doing it. Let's go on to uh, Gail in Burlington. Hey, Gail. Hello. What can we do for you? Um, I have a Dell Studio laptop. Yep. And in the lower right-hand corner last week, it gave me a message that I needed to change my battery. Okay. So I ordered it from Dell. Yep. And I got it um, just a couple days ago. Nice. So now it says... It has a X that goes across that symbol, and it says that the battery is fully charged, but to consider replacing the battery. So my question is, should I replace it while it's still fully charged, or do I wait until the battery dies? Before you put the new one in? Correct. Oh, you can you can do it whenever you'd like. So take the old battery out, because it's bad, right? Um, disconnect Shut it, it down first. Yeah, turn the machine off. <laughs> Take the old battery out and then put the new battery in. It shouldn't matter the charge level. Okay. Is there any? Are there any special instructions for how to replace the battery itself, or is it intuitive? It, sh- it should have come in the box with the replacement battery. Did you have any manual that came with it? Well, actually, I haven't even opened the box yet. It just, oh. it just came the other day. So. Yeah, I bet you it's in the box. If it's okay. not, I bet you could YouTube it and you'd find somebody actually replacing that battery. Okay. For that particular model of of laptop. Mm, I just, bet. Just put in Dell, whatever the model is. Laptop, re- battery replacement. Battery replacement. Okay. There's yeah. going to be a YouTube video for it. Yeah, it's the weirdest so, thing. So even though it says that the battery is still fully charged, I should still change it while it's... Well, when the battery's worn out, it'll tell you that it's fully charged, but it's not charging. It won't hold the charge. I, so okay. what, what it's telling you is the battery's done. Okay. Yeah, so I, you can put it aside if you want to hang on to it as some sort of... Sort of spare, but yeah, <laughs> I would get rid of it because you don't want to hang on to old batteries. Okay. All right. All right, Gail. Thank you for answering my question. Our pleasure. Bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, hopefully there's there's instructions in there. Let's go on to Paul in Litchfield next. Hey, Paul. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I have a fun question. All right. A lot of cars currently have inverters in them where you can get 110 volts out of a cigarette lighter, for, for example. Yeah. And, of course, you've got cigarette lighter. Yeah. 
Of the two, which one will charge my devices faster, or does it really matter? It depends on your device, actually. My cell phone um, is a fast-charge-capable phone, so I can charge it up to 80% in 15 minutes, um, and it has to do with the power that it'll accept. So you can't plug my charger into your phone if your phone is not a turbocharged uh, configured system because it'll actually damage your battery. Okay. So it all depends on your phone's capability of receiving a charge, not how fast you can send it. Okay, so there's so what you're saying is there's really no difference in charging time on a on a on an older um, technology unit. Correct. Uh, I mean, my stuff is generally two, three, four years old. Yeah. So I don't I don't have you know turbo charger or anything like that. Right. So there's no real difference between using the inverter or the 12 volt operation. Correct. You know? Correct. Okay. I'm just wondering about it. Thank yeah. you very much. You're welcome, Paul. Uh, you got to be careful with that too, because even in our house, we've got a mixture. My son and I have the fast phones, and my the rest of the family has traditional phones. And if they had plugged their phones into our fast charger, they would have damaged the battery. So mm-hmm. be careful. And you can actually get high speed uh, cigarette lighter adapter style chargers as well for your car. Well, you want something that's matched for your phone. Exactly. Yeah. Let's go to Greg in uh, Burlington next. Hey, Greg. Hi, good morning. Morning. Um, three little quickies for you here. All right. Okay. Number one, um, if I have to do a reload mm-hmm. on my machine, I've got Windows 10. It was upgraded from 8 to 10. Yikes. Now, if I do a reload on the machine, um, you know, through the settings kind of a thing, will it go back to 8 or will it stay on 10? Oh, to go to, to do a restore point, you mean? Uh, no, not a restore point to oh. do like a a, a full. Light what happened is yeah, it'll go back to eight. I bet it will go back to eight. I'm okay. not sure it's I'm not sure it set up a Windows 10 recovery. Did it, Bob? Uh, I don't update? think so. Yeah. As a matter of fact, you may not be able to go back to eight depending on the upgrade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a so, little messy. Uh, it's different for each laptop or each right. system that that did these upgrades. You probably have a recovery for eight, though. But that and that should still work. It's depending well, I've, I've on the age, back, I've gone back to the thing that says um, um, you can you know um, redo your system to an earlier time. Yep, that's a recovery point, restore, restore point. point. Okay. And it says that that's no longer available. Uh. See, one of the problems is is that by default now they've reduced it down to one percent of the disk space, which isn't enough to do mm-hmm. squat. Yeah. So I always bump that up to, with all the larger disks now to ten percent. So it gives you multiple restore points so you can go back further in time because most people tend to procrastinate. Right. And by the time that you figure out that you got a problem and you really need to roll it back, you know, one or two restore points is has already been overwritten. Right. And when you did right. the and when right. you did the upgrade to ten, they suggested that you produce uh discs so you could you could recover and you probably never did that, right? Well, cuz I I would have done that, but I don't have um, a, a disc, you know. It's, oh, it's a, uh, yeah. Okay, it's a notebook, right? It doesn't have the. Yeah, they, you know. they have USB versions too, where you can yeah. dump it to a USB drive. Mm-hmm. Okay, because here's here's what happened was I was down in Pennsylvania, I picked up a root virus. Ooh. Okay, and uh, I'm trying like crazy to get rid of this thing. I've run uh, Defender. Won't Defender doesn't even pick it up. Nah. Um. I run malware bytes, which picks it up. Yeah, and it says, "Okay, quarantine this." I quarantine it, then I run malware bytes again, and boom, it's right back there. 
Yeah, so you've got something and, else know, that's loading it still or, or right. bringing it back. It, right, I'm running around in a circle with the thing. Well, there's other so things you can try. You can try, what, CC Cleaner, right? CC Cleaner might get it. Yeah, you need to find something that's going to remove the rootkit. The other thing is, instead of uh, quarantining it, you got to delete the quarantine as well. Right, I, I tried that. Okay, so that okay. those remediation tools um, aren't working, so you need something a little more drastic. Yeah, I wanted to like um, this thing e, uh, ESET online scanner. ESET. Yeah, ESET yeah. is just another antivirus. Right, and uh, it, that doesn't even pick it up. Yeah, so yeah, like I say, you, you know you've yeah, got it, something with the malware bite, so you know you've got something. But ESET's an right. antivirus. You need something more uh, robust to remove and this rootkit. That's why I was thinking about doing, you know, a complete system reload. Well, that'll do it, generally. But but what I'm afraid of is if I do do a system reload, is it going to bring me back to uh, 8.1, or am I going to still have Windows 10? I bet you go back to 8.1, okay. because that's the only recovery thing you have in your system, I suspect. So does your system have, like, a system recovery uh, men yes. menu? Yeah. So it'll restore it back to the way it was when it was originally out of the box. Right. Is Which, that what it will do? Okay. Eight that one. So right. you're probably so then, stuck there, Greg. You need to remediate it using a tool before you go back to factory fresh. Uh-huh. So I would try to find a tool. What's the uh, rootkit called? Uh, Gee, I don't have the name. Um, what? You've been battling this thing for how long and you don't even know what it's called? You should be on a first-name basis with it. I should, I should be, but um, <laughs> if you give me a half a second here, mm, I've got it in here. Um, rootkit file west mtgen. That's what it says. Left. Yep, rootkit files mtgen. Yep, I see. Okay, so I'm going to put you on hold a second. We'll do a little research for you, Greg, and we'll see if we can help you, okay? All right. Hang on one I sec. Appreciate that. You're welcome. We're going to step up for a quick break, see if we can help uh, Greg out and try to help Shirley and Bob as well. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. It's like Rush Deep Tracks. <laughs> this is Computer Talk. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock, and we're doing some research for poor uh, Greg uh, out in Burlington with his uh, rootkit issue. And that's a fairly – you still there, Greg? Yeah, I'm still here. Thanks. It's a generic uh, – uh, description of that virus. It's a. It's going to be hard to find uh, a specific remediation. However, there are plenty of suggestions, and uh, it, it, it was crazy. You know, we were looking up. We, we were at. A, I, I got it at a restaurant. We um, were looking up how to make tomato pie, and as soon as I hit recipe on how to make tomato pie, it said you have been infected. Like, uh, here we go. Yeah, and then you clicked on something, correct? Um, no, at that point, I, I hit my big red switch and I shut the thing off. <laughs> okay. All right, so Tomato Pod clearly is a malicious site. Um, we're going to put some options up here for you. That We're going to see if maybe uh, Norton Power Racer can help it, uh, Malware Bytes. Uh, you got to make sure that is configured to run a rootkit scan. Um, make sure that's turned on within your malware byte scan. It's also okay. messing with where, your. Where would I where would I find that in the? Because uh, I've got the malware bytes right here. Off the top of my head, I'm not positive, but we should be able to show you that on a link for you um, okay. as to how to turn on the rootkit scan. And uh, it, it's a key. It's actually me actually messing with a registry key, 
in micro in the Windows operating system. It's one of the run, run keys. It's what it's doing. It's pointing to it because this is a virus that moves itself. It hides itself. It moves around. Right. So then right. it up, and it's, updates it's in two, the registry places. Yeah. It, it updates the registry value to point to whatever the new location is. It keeps putting it back. So. Yeah, so wipe and reload should take care of it. Now, to prevent this, after you try a few of these remediation tools that hopefully nail it for you, um, what are you going to do? Now, obviously, you're not going to look at tomato pie recipes anymore. But be, besides that, what are you going to do? Because you're going to spend an, a time, a lot of time and effort here fixing this. But I can tell you there's a way to prevent it, and you know it, right? Have you listened to the show for a while? Yeah, you're saying put it in a firewall, probably. Sort of. Or, open DNS. Uh, use something like, um, what is it? What's that dog one that you... Uh, uh, that's a, yeah, you can lose, you can use a filter like a canine, um, yeah, but we're going to recommend something a little newer, a little better called OpenDNS. So uh-huh. you could find yourself in some restaurant in Pennsylvania. You could do a search on tomato pie recipes, and OpenDNS would not have allowed you to go to that site. Uh-huh. And okay. you would not have been infected right now, and you would not be talking to me. You'd be enjoying your Saturday morning. Oh, by the way, yeah. do, you, do you do any online shopping or banking with this computer? Uh, yes. Okay. Don't Not do it. This one. My wife does it with hers. Uh, I don't do it with mine. Okay. okay. And you, as, as much as I hate, she has a Surface. Yeah. And it's one of the original ones with 8.1 that you can't upgrade and you can't download half of the stuff to and everything else. Yeah. But the one good thing about it is it, knock on wood, doesn't get viruses and stuff because, you know, microwaves got that little chip in there. That says, okay, we're not going to let you put anything in here that we don't want put in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, if, if, if you believe that, I got a bridge to sell you. So, um, yeah, you got to add still the same tool on that device uh-huh. as you should on any device, uh, open DNS and, and proper mm-hmm. antivirus. Don't trust that, uh-huh. that. So, my advice to you and anybody else that gets a rootkit right. and then you get it remediated, if you've done any online shopping or logged into any user accounts or banking, then the first thing you want to do is go to all your accounts and change the password. Uh-uh. And we have a link now from Bleeping Computer uh, that talks about how to turn on the Malwarebytes anti-rootkit um, okay. properly and use that tool. That might just solve your issue, Greg, if you just happen to turn use the tool uh, for the rootkit specifically. Okay. I'll look at your um, your link there and see. Yeah see if that helps any. Uh, the, the third real quick thing I had here was um, I've got a camera system in my house here. Yeah. Um, it's a Lorex, but it doesn't matter. Um, and mm-hmm. it runs through the Flare, which is their cloud. Yep. Okay, and now you were talking about clouds and stuff, and I'm trying to find out if there's a way I can get this thing out of their cloud and still see it on my... No. Um, you can't. Most com- most camera companies want you to use their uh, ecosphere. So mm-hmm. you have to find a camera company that's either going to offer to you for free um, or offer to you for free for a certain number of cameras before you start paying for it monthly. But I don't right. know of a way to get certain cameras off into a more generic target for the for the uh, video mm-hmm. because they're all really they really want to sell you that monthly cost, right? The camera is nothing. Cameras made in China at Foxconn by you know folks who are getting paid you know very little to build these cameras. They make all their money on the rental mm-hmm. of the monthly service in the cloud. So you'd have to choose a well, solution. They're, they're not charging me anything for the cloud yet. They will. Uh, that's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> that's why I wondered if I could go with like you know DNS DYN or not that I know. Not that I know. Most cameras and most folks like that are are specific to their ecosphere. Uh huh. So you're stuck. 
so and so they could say, okay, we want three hundred dollars a month so you can see yeah. this on your phone. Exactly. Uh huh. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right, Greg. Good luck. That was it. I appreciate it. Thank you for your help. Our pleasure. I want to thank all you guys for joining us on this Saturday morning. Sorry, Bob and Shirley, we couldn't get to you. Uh, Feel free to give us a ring earlier. We're we're here from 9 to 11. We have wide open um, phones between that time and earlier on, so everyone wakes up at 10 o'clock, it seems, in Connecticut. Um, So stick around. Dr. Lessie will be here giving you a second opinion on your health advice. See you next week. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.